Okay, today on Trash Talk, we are joined by two very dear friends of mine, Kevin Gascon. Hello, hello. And Chris Saunders from Balragath and the Reckless Heroes, <coughs> respectively. No, actually, that's wrong. The Reckless Heroes was first. <laughs> yeah, once upon a time. All right, Chris, tell everybody about yourself. Oh, I'm old. Uh... <laughs> uh there's not a lot. I've, I'm an ex-chef. I used to play a lot of punk rock. Uh, well, that was debatable. I used to play a lot of metal guitar in a punk rock band. <laughs> and now I play a lot of metal guitar in a metal band. And I yell. Hell yeah. And, and let's not forget the face paint. Oh yeah, I'm really good at face paint. The blackest <laughs> of the black. Really good at it. Hell yeah. Check my Instagram for uh, for pictures of this fucking devil. And Kev, yeah, tell everybody about yourself. Well, I'm a French Canadian from uh, Laurentide in Montreal, close to Montreal. Um, moved about five years. Uh, it's been about five years since I moved from Montreal and uh, living in Calgary now. Living with this beautiful Balragat singer and fucking. Guitarist Chris, um, yeah, oh, yeah we're roommate for about four years now. Tell uh, everybody about your Dungeons and Dragons character, because <laughs> I feel that you'd be more enthusiastic describing that character than describing yourself. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> See? Uh, tell them about Carlisle. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I have this human archer that just loves climbing in trees and trying to plug people with arrows. Um, but right now we're stuck in a cave that I only have my bow and every beast and creatures that we're fighting are pretty much immune to piercing damage. Oh. So I'm useless. Trying just... to trying to climb stalagmites like fucking yeah. like their trees. <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's just this human ranger, about twenty one years old. He's still pretty new to the scene. And just met these guys that were already on an adventure. And, um, yeah, now we're stuck and hold by hobgoblin and goblins. Yeah. And we it's we pretty picked funny. him up at the bar and dragged him along on an adventure. And immediately got captured and enslaved by hobgoblins. Uh, <laughs> and then we tried to kill the hobgoblins a couple of times in their own camp. That was a bad idea. We should have escaped, but we didn't. We tried to fight them. Is this the same campaign that you guys were talking about? Last, or two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, when it was really late, and Kev was d decided to not run away when he should have ran away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were... Kev had a... Carlisle, rather, had a really good opportunity to get out. Uh, he was up on a ridge at, like, basically out of combat range of everything in the entire camp. Uh, we were all fighting with, like, makeshift weapons, like, prison weapons, basically. And I was just trying to go for their cleric. Yeah, he was trying, <laughs> he was trying to take out their magic user one-on-one, one -on -one, and then uh, that failed pretty badly. And he, uh, uh, we all, we, we lost. I'll put it that way. Awesome. I came back into the pit instead of running away in the forest. Dungeons and Dragons is dope. Yeah. Kev's also my favorite skateboarding partner. We rip it the fuck up together. Yeah. 
Not lately, because it's been just stupidly hot out. Just stupidly hot. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some more good rides in before the weather changes for the season. Huntington Hills, guys. Huntington Hills. Best skate park in Calgary. When did you go there? No, fucking years ago, but it's still one of I my was favorite parks. I was park. there. I went there a couple weeks ago, and it was sweet. It You're was talking deadly. Talking about 64th Ave. Yeah. yeah, it was sweet, but there there was shadows in the bowl, and I, every time I would ride in, I like the shadow would like cross over my eyes, and it would be like I was blinking without wanting to blink. And I smoke a lot of weed, so I want to blink when I want to blink. Especially when I'm skateboarding. <laughs> Call me weird. <laughs> weird. But that's just... Maybe maybe that's just me. I don't know. But yeah, Huntington Hills. And the new pump track is done. Ooh. Oh, down down so, at Glenmore. Yeah, yeah the new pump we gotta track head is that done. Too. Definitely, I'm thinking this weekend. Probably some video upcoming on 2Trash Hell yeah. Trash Talk Radio 666. Oh, yeah. Follow on Instagram. Uh, follow on Instagram. Subscribe. Click that like button too. All of them. Follow Kev on Instagram as well. Scatter. Hey, you got to put a little bit of sellout in there too. Like, come hell on, yeah, man. <laughs> What's your Insta? What's your handle? Uh, my Instagram is scatterleprechaun25. Uh, I don't post very often. Uh, I should. You fucking start posting more often now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I will. Oh, uh, Chris, Chris Saunders, 180. Yeah. Super boring. Super generic for a super non generic guy.
Um, so let's talk about all the fantastic things that got cancelled this summer. Oh man, so much. What like, what what got cancelled for you this summer and what got cancelled for Balragat this summer, Chris? Uh well we We've been well band practice got cancelled. We were allowed <laughs> to hang out. Uh so a lot of band practice got cancelled. We were looking forward to uh at least playing some shows uh, at a couple, trying to get into a couple festivals this summer, maybe at least volunteering, uh, especially if there were any more local ones. Uh, but our bassist moved to Edmonton, so we've been doing the long distance uh, practice via distributing scratch tracks to each other and click tracks with metronomes and. Um, what I'm most disappointed about is Shadow of Death not coming to Calgary. Yeah. I was looking the fuck forward to that. We were hoping to play a show with them. Yeah, that and was going to be good. Yeah, airplanes don't work in 2020. It's weird. We were hoping for flying cars. We got, we got a step backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good old 90s hope. Shout out to Eddie Bones and the crew in Mexico. Eddie was talking about moving up here. That'd be sweet. But, once again, you know, airplanes don't work. 2020's cancelled. 2020 doesn't work. Okay, let's yeah. just put it that way. 2020 is missing a fuse in the fucking, in the power box or whatever of the Tesla motor. That is the year. And it's just not going nowhere. It's just not going nowhere. Fuck 2020, man. But I digress. Every year is what you want to put into it. 2020 is the same as every other fucking year. Just some shit got put on pause. Yeah. Well, Ke yeah. It was really hard to, like, try and manage having the most consecutive time off I've ever had in my life since... I started working Ever? Yeah, same here man 90 days uh, uh, Fuck I, Fuck, I'm jealous I only got A little under 60 uh, But I mean Working is alright um, But yeah It sucked Because I was like Sweet Two months off And I can't see my band And there's no shows Yeah, exactly <laughs> Two months of fucking Solitary confinement The yeah. fact of not being Not being Being able to work Was actually Pretty fucking great, not gonna lie. Like, yeah, but you were working in a kitchen at the time, and that's yeah. like, that's like, war zone action right there. I'm hey, thanks COVID, man. The I could never thing, do it. The perfect time to take a break from kitchen, right? I could like, never do it. I love cooking. I love food. I do too, man. I like. I've been watching. Fuck, that's delicious. I've been watching Action Bronson oh, for the last like. <laughs> I love Action Bronson. Chris, Chris, Chris hates Action Bronson because. Yep. Because of the way he talks. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's a reasonable... I used to hate Jerry Springer because of the way that they fucking talk. I still do. Fuck those people. <laughs> but I hate folk punks too because of the way they talk. Well, it's not really talking. It's more just constant fucking whining. But... So I understand. But I still... The shit that he... The places he goes to are awesome. He hits some really badass... It's like... It's like diners, drive-ins, and dives if you like rap music. <laughs> okay, you guys have both worked in kitchens. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love food. Your guys' worst experiences, starting with Chris, what's your most ridiculous kitchen experience that made you think, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? Uh, one of the first ones was like, oh man, there's so fucking many. Uh, I'll make a short list and then get in depth on like one. Okay. Uh, everything from grease traps backing up and making a sticky smelly mess of the entire workspace to uh, the floor drains not working and literally having to stand and do dishes in a pool of blood on the floor because mm. we were empty meat buckets well depending on which way you uh, look at it that could be either be the shittiest yeah, situation blood that, right most death metal situation unless you're standing in it unless you have to actually work your job to uh pay your bills standing in blood is not ideal for production no it's super right? fucking metal though so super metal <laughs> <laughs> uh and, you know accidental amputations Hands going into rotating cheese grinders, mm. um, uh, deep fryers spilling on people, pressure cookers exploding on people. Uh, I think the first like real sign that I should maybe consider a new industry though for me was working at Julio's Barrio. A oh, the Calvary the, the most up until authentic, the most authentic. Of Mexicana cuisine. Uh, it, yeah, sure. When, 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 Eddie, when Eddie was here, we drove past Julio's, and he's like, what the fuck is that cactus there for? <laughs> I'm like, awesome. no, no, Eddie, that's, that's our Mexican restaurant. That is the Mexican spot in town. He almost, he almost started crying. I, I believe it. Okay, continue, continue. Uh, well, yeah, like, I met some fucking amazing people there, and uh, they're still friends of mine now, but the moment when I was mopping the back prep area, and the dishwasher shouted from across the hall, Holy shit, you actually know how to use a mop! Man, we gotta keep you! <laughs> I... I didn't even know how to process that at the time, or, or even understand the warning that that fucking was about the industry. And then I was like, well, like, what do you mean I know how to mop, right? I, like, doesn't everyone, you know, you start in a corner, you move it back and forth, so you pick everything up, and then you go to the very opposite corner, and yeah. he's like, you would think. And I was like, okay, so like, how do you handle it here? He's like, well... My title is dishwasher, but really I'm just here to sell drugs to the line cooks. That's where I make my money. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure. An educational day. I'm pretty sure that that <laughs> is actually a line from an episode of No Res Reservations with Anthony Bourdain. I would believe I'm pretty that. sure he said that exact same thing. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I would believe it. <laughs> so, Kev. Yes. To you, what's your most bizarre or interesting or horrific kitchen story from all of your years of being French? <laughs> <laughs> the, the nicest one was me fucking up. But 
I could never I, imagine I was, you. I was a dishwasher up. and I had I just had to like empty the the five deep fryer of the entire up and down restaurant. Um and, and we had that tiny elevator, so I had like all those pots of oil on a little like trolley or something and put them in into the elevator, press down, go downstairs to go and like M empty them outside. Yeah. But there was that tiny, tiny little crack at like when the doors open from the elevator and the wheel caught oh. and the entire oil just splashed Bro. on the ground everywhere. Still cold hot? oil. Oh, okay. Cold. That's, cold oil. That's still bad though because it's the like, worst. You almost want it to be warmer so it's more viscous, more liquidy. But man, I that you got it. Your elevator's fucked now. Yep. Your elevator so is a giant day. French fry. Your elevator is a giant greasy French fry slash fucking fish fish chip. <laughs> it, Gross. It took me five and a half hours to clean that. Yeah, to fucking just to clean it visibly. And I had dishes waiting for me upstairs. Oh, <laughs> and you still had to go do them. Yep. Oh, see, that's why I couldn't do the kitchen, man. Best six, best very first sixteen-hour shift in the kitchen, guys. Fuck, oh, best that, one ever. Man, that's pretty bad. Now, greatest kitchen stories, most most memorable ones that kept you going, that made you want to keep staying in that line of work. Uh the biggest one for me. It's one of the biggest experiences of my entire life, probably. Uh, but there was an opportunity at one of the bars I worked at for me to uh, cater to the bands when they came through, and I could kind of take my pick of those shifts because not everyone wanted to work an extra day on the weekends, Sorry. and it's a full like twelve-hour day uh, of work because you got to cook the lunch and the dinner for the bands and then prep their night snacks and then you can go and you can watch the show usually you get your bonus is you get to see the show um, so that was a sweet perk uh, especially for this one where it was the Devon Townsend Project Animals as Leaders and Monuments were on tour sweet. coming through for the Ziltoid 2 album I can't remember what the Animals as Leaders album was but Let's just be real here. The only only Devin Townsend matters in this story. To me. Shout out I, to Devin Townsend. Shout out to Strapping Young Lad. Shout out to everything he's ever done. That guy is a Canadian fucking hero. Yeah, absolutely. Continue. And, and so I, I signed up for the shift because I was super stoked, but I didn't realize I had access to it until like early that week. And I think the album itself came out the day before the show or the day of the show, show it came out in Canada so I rushed out before my shift that morning got to a record store bought the new Devin Townsend album and then brought it with me to work uh, so that I could get him to sign it uh, which was because just I think he's super rad um uh, so why wouldn't I? And then <laughs> exactly. I get to work and I like start cooking and uh, it was, he, Devin Townsend is vegetarian, 
so I was making an entirely vegetarian menu for the entire day. I think we did uh, like a vegetarian poutine bar for lunch. Can't go wrong with poutine and vegetarians, good. man. And then there, and then the request was for chili. We got a request from the tour manager, I think. You can get but wicked vegetarian chili too. Chili. Man. So, well, I made it all from scratch. I made up my own recipe and just was like, "Oh my god, Devin Townsend's gonna eat this. It has to be fucking perfect." <laughs> and uh, so, like, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever put so much time into a batch of chili before. But I got to meet him after the show. Uh, I got really lucky there too and was allowed to go and, and say hi to the bands. And I was just like, hey, I'm a huge fan. I like chose to cook for you guys today. I hope you liked everything. And the dev just like looked at me and he's honestly like, that's one of the best vegetarian chilies I've ever had in my life. And I just like could barely function. I was like, oh, did you just sign my album? And you're great. <laughs> And Chris never made anything other than that chili ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Still eat it every day. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, that was a pretty... And then I got to meet Tosin Abasi and Javier Rias and Ryan Van Puderuen and the whole... Uh, the rest of the Devon Townsend crew. Oh, and it was... Oh, yeah, it was world-altering. That's so, awesome. And to There's have that humility from such a incredible influence. You know? That's all he's I've ever so heard humble. about him, though. He's so great. He's so nice to talk to. Yeah, that's all I've ever heard about Devin was that he's been just a fucking rad dude. Yeah. And Strapping Young Lad was one of the first metal bands I ever heard as a kid growing up. One of the first fuck. Well... You think about metal bands, you think about, like, first metal bands, obviously, you're thinking about, like, Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden and shit, right? And, of course, I had those first, but when it came to extreme metal, it was, like, Limp Bizkit, Slipknot, Strapping Young Lad, mm -hmm. and then uh, there was also, like, Disturbed, too, because the Sickness album came out, and, uh, hey, man. It was a big-ass album. Yeah, you gotta out. fucking, you gotta throw it down for them. They still fucking engineered a sound. Yeah. It's not anything close to what we're listening or what we're performing or doing these days, but you always got to remember your roots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this episode is brought to you by Two Hoot Smoke Shop in Airdrie. Just want to throw that in there. Go down to Two Hoot Smoke Shop. They got all the papers and the bongs and the dab pens and all the good shit that you'll ever need. Um, Kevin. Yes. Yours. Your most memorable favorite story from the kitchen. From the hell, from the phantom hellscape we call the kitchen. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really have any great moment that oh. kept me going or something in kitchen. Honestly, it's mostly, kitchens is a, I'll be honest, it's fucking bullshit, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but passion. Passion is what kept me going all through these years. So I love cooking too. I love cooking, man, but I could never do it for a job. Been I've done it with my grandma, fucking as a kid, just helping her, like doing mixing the flour for making pancakes. Or Shout out to Kev's grandma like, for being dope. Yeah, man. Shout out to all of the grandmas for being fucking dope. Grandma's rule. Grandma's fucking rules. Um, your favorite dish. Chris, what's your favorite Ooh. fucking dish to make? Good question. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite dish to create and consume? Oh, fuck. 
That's tough. I think... Uh... Shit, that's so tough. So many great meals. I like, I like doing like a, a big, I can't stick it to a dish because I like making so many, but uh, like, like making a big like dinner plan and executing a full like, um, like I, I've done a lot of like Thanksgiving dinners and I do a kick-ass bacon wrapped turkey that's like, uh, and then like, my own stuffing, obviously, like just everything. Like, that's uh, called the Bay Turkin. Bay Turkin. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty good. Like I love making the gravies and everything from scratch. If I, um, I just I like not having a recipe. That's what I like. I wouldn't say it's one improvising, dish, but is... just going by the seat of your pants and being like, I think if I put all of these flavors in in whatever amount, I think right fucking now, and just let it go, it'll be great. And, yeah. Uh, I'm lucky enough to get it wrong very infrequently. There's been a couple times where I've gotten it wrong, and I'm the kind of guy who is cooking from what I have. Yeah. This is what I have. There will be salt and pepper and barbecue sauce on it. It will be good. (laughs) Hell yeah. Kev. Man, uh, my favorite food is I love me a fucking tick and cheesy lasagna. A tick? A tick and cheesy lasagna. Tick and cheesy lasagna, man. Now Just say that, that say that with an Italian accent. <laughs> a tick and a tick a tick and cheesy lasagna. A tick and a cheesy lasagna. Now see, I think you are faking your French accent. <laughs> okay, I'll let you go. Okay. Such a good Italian accent. It You're thick be. and cheesy lasagna. You must be. I don't... You know what? Let's keep going. You're thick and cheesy lasagna. That is my fave fucking food. Um, but what I love cooking the best is I make a darn good fucking shepherd's pie, man. Oh, man. Don't let Mama Trash hear you say that. Man, Mama Mama, Mama's comfort sh- food is my fucking best Ooh. cooking type of food. Mama Trash makes some shepherd's pie, man. And she makes some meatballs. And, Ooh. oh, man, my mom, she knows... She knows... But my mom also smokes a lot of fucking weed, like a lot of really good weed. <laughs> she she's got some good shit. Like I I can get some good shit, but my mom, she can get some good shit. <laughs> so usually when I go down there to Medicine Hat, shout out to the Medicine Hat crew. Yeah, Medicine Hat rule. Shout out to Nate, shout out to Ray, Swan. Shout out to the big Swan himself. Shout out to uh shout out to Matt. Tranquilizer Arts. Fuck yeah. Shout out to Vannon, the Canadian Ophidiophile. Yeah. He, uh, he breeds snakes. If you want a fucking Florida fucking rat snake, let him know. Because he's got some. He's, I got the fucking plug on snakes, yo. <laughs>
Now, continuing forth, mm-hmm. most influential music. What what really brought you to create the music you have over the years? What's been like your your model of growth? Can you track it over the years? I can track it from like more or less when I was about ten. So. Uh, I think around the age of 10, I remember visiting my cousins out in Eastern Canada and one of them had like a smashed up Our Lady Peace drumstick and he was like, man, these guys are great. Uh, And that was like, he's my, they're my only older cousins. All the other, all my other families younger than me in my generation. So I was just like, oh, if they like it, it must be good. So I got really into Our Lady Peace for a while when I was 10-ish. And then I found punk rock with Sum 41. And mm, hey, man. Really I love me some the old Sum 41, 41, too. I really do. Um, from there... Got into like how many bands come out of fucking Ajax, Ontario? Like, just the one. Come on. <laughs> or but Billy Talent's from around there too, aren't they? Billy Talent. I don't know, but I do know that Billy Talent. I still they're dope. They're awesome. They really know how to make Drop D work for them. They uh, they really have a arc of growth. Like, they've definitely like cemented Pez, themselves. or just from Billy Talent as a name? Billy Talent, the band, has gone from, like... They were the ones that I feel brought post-hardcore to the mainstream. Yeah. I, the can way, I can't remember. Uh, ben? Is the guy from... Alex knows his name. But I'm pretty sure his name is Ben. He was the one... Because Chester Bennington was screaming with yep. Linkin Park. Yep. But they weren't playing the same style of music. So you hear... Uh, what was their first song? Um, uh, Try Honesty is what I'm oh, thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Now, Try Honesty, those vocals go from like that really angsty singing style to those really intense high screams that are making people instantly think he's not going to be able to talk afterwards. Yep. And I remember becoming, there was a show on Much Music where one of the challenges was to ride a skateboard over a ramp and then scream into a microphone and it was to win this Billy Talent contest. And these kids were just... The microphones were right above their faces, so they had their faces directly upwards and their fucking jumped screaming at these microphones. And all I could think was, I hope they had signed a waiver, because that's going to fucking hurt. And that's definitely not how these guys are doing it. But, back to the fucking point, they brought that sound to the mainstream audience, that really emotional, borderline emo, and that paved the way... For, like, the used and My Chemical Romance. Well, they were already around. But to hit that fucking... To hit that charge for the the kids to be on TV and to just... All the summer festivals now had these... This group of bands that were... I think I'd heard the used before I ever heard Billy Talent. For me... Well, and you know what? I should pull back and say that this is my opinion and my experiences. Yeah. 
because I can't I can't cover a broad well, yeah, art. This like, is this is the way I see it. Yeah. And this is the way I experienced it. Mm -hmm. But that style, I never heard that style on much music before midnight on a Friday. Yeah, that's true. So it, it was some of the heavier music yeah. into the, the mainstream. It's not heavy compared to a lot of what we do now, but yeah, it is quite. And a let's bit get heavier. back to that. We were talking about your influences and where you got to. So from some forty one, it kind of we already touched on a little bit of it. I think I got really big into Lincoln Park, and then uh, I mean I like Metallica a lot more than now, or than. I liked Metallica more then than I do now. For the I record, like I don't Metallica. like Metallica at all. Continue. That's, that's fine. A lot of people don't. And yeah, I, I'm not going to comment on that. If I, had the, <laughs> if I had the chance to make a shitload of money, I wouldn't fight Napster over it. I think sharing music is great. But if I could get paid to play music, I sure fucking would. No, I'm, uh, not, I'm not talking about the Napster thing either. Business is business. Business is fucking business. You want to support a band? Go buy their music. Plain and yeah. simple. We're both in bands. We can both understand how that works. Yeah. I don't like Metallica because their music in my ears is bad. Yeah, that's legit. A lot of yeah, like, that's. I, I yeah. also heard the Stanger <laughs> album. And Pure answer. Stanger. I had Stanger. One, one of my favorite Metallica songs is on that album, but it's not. St. Anger, and it's not for the snare sound. <laughs> There's but. Metallica songs that I don't have a problem banging my head to, but that's because I like fast, hard music. That's not it. because I fucking like Metallica. Totally. All right. All right. Um, All right. Yeah, so they were, that's when I started understanding guitar harmonies a little bit more. Um, and. and <laughs> the faster styles of playing guitar and that's just a slippery slope because then it was like oh well Zach Wilde can play pretty fast uh oh but Ch Alexi Laiho can play really fast oh and then look at that uh Yngwie Malmsteen guy Michelangelo Baccio yeah Woo! and then fucking uh Paul Gilbert's still one of the like I got this guy ones. on the internet his name's Eduardo Aguilar Bro, he played faster than all of them. And I don't know if anybody knows who he is, but damn, if I could I'm gonna try and link a video into the description of this. For Eduardo Aguilar? He's yeah, he's this rat I'll see if I can pull up a video for you guys to see. Nice. That'd be cool. Because man, this guy, he's not really playing anything. He's kinda Carrie King in it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Uh, I might have but, to search. Oh, I think I, I think I probably know who that is. Like stupid fast picking and fingers, but doesn't really sound like anything mm, calculated. He's just a. It's just random. Yeah. It's just random. Random and fast. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's kind of uh, where I got to on the really fast bands was starting to hit those. We play faster than anyone. Uh, there's not always. A musical content to that, oh. um, but sometimes so, it's just sometimes it's all right. Some, I can't well, it find it. It gets your it. blood flowing. It gets your heart rate up, and it's fun to get in a mosh pit. Especially like thrash metal is exciting as fuck for that, and then you get into the speed metals, and I, I, speed metals go. Like, shout out to Road Rash from BC. Fuck yeah, 
Speed metal is, uh, I love speed metal. And then I did like, I got into more technical shit, like not just playing fast, but you get your, uh, like fast, yeah, Symphony X, Rhapsody of Fire, like fast, but has melody, started getting into that shit, and then... We go dudes down to that sing like girls. Hey man, <laughs> dudes that dress like girls. Yeah, yeah. And the whole showmanship to it is so much more over the top. And well, they all look like pirates or anime vampires. And yeah, you know what, fine. man? I can, I can dig it. Respect, respect. Okay, because I've had I've had the nerves going out on stage just looking regular like I am all the time. So I could only imagine what it's like going out on stage in that costume all the time. You know, it's definitely, and then on being on the road as well, and then sticking to that regiment of the costume, like, that takes, uh, there was, Wednesday 13 came down and played at Dickens. Oh, yeah. I love Wednesday 13. I've loved Wednesday 13 since I was 13. Nice. So, Wednesday had a fucking telephone booth of a cardboard boxes and sheets in the back, and it was literally the size of him. It was like two school lockers slammed together and it had lights in there and he went in there and he did his costume changes in like three to five minutes in between fucking songs and boom, done, pro, that's fucking pro shit. They had like a, they had like a, a U-Haul cube van converted for their tour van. It was wild. I was getting ideas. It was pretty sweet. Nice. That's pretty cool. Those guys are, they're hardcore fucking road rats though, man. They live to be on the road. Like, I can only imagine how bands like that are surviving after the, you know, current economical cli climate. Oh, man. I couldn't even imagine. It's, yeah, it's some fucking nutso shit out there for bands. But... Where one band dies, three more will rise in its place. That's what I've seen. Well, yeah, because as soon as a drummer gets bored, you've got at least three more bands. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. And then there's bands that weren't doing much before that are all of a sudden going hard again. Yeah. Um, Double Driver's new shit is deadly. Iona. I'll try and post a link to that in the uh, description. That song actually rips and devil driver was one of my main influences for a long time and des fafara from cold chamber back in those days that's where i got hooked onto it but the last stuff the stuff they've been releasing for the last little bit kind of catches you off guard it's kind of watered down kind of um i don't know man cloud over california that was no. years ago though they released that years ago I yeah oh yeah I mean, years ago, Devil Driver is like, I could care less. That's, that's right. That was like, that was 10 years ago now. Yeah, that that's was, what I know of theirs. Yeah, buddy. That's when I got into them, though, was because of that. Because of their self-titled. Because of Last Kind Words. And because of Fury of Our Maker's Hand. And then they released Pray for Villains. And that one was okay. Um, and then they released, I think it was Beast next. And it was just a slow downward spiral. And I don't want to talk bad about about musicians being a musician. Because I know how hard it is to create anything. To release. Yeah. To, to finish and to put work into. Mixing, mastering, the money that goes out. The artwork, the fucking everything. Right down to the placement of your lyrics in the liner notes. Or if you even have enough space in the liner notes to put lyrics. Yeah. That stuff is 
that stuff is communicated and it's and it's talked about amongst the bands and actual thought goes into that. So to just say, oh man, that's fucking shitty and discredit something, it kind of does suck to do that. But I still I still do it all the time. I still catch myself dismissing shit, just being yeah. that kind of person. Everybody that does. Happens. Everybody totally. does. But all you can do is catch yourself and, and pass the respect down. Um, that's true. As of now, though, for Balragath and the guys that you work with, what are your main influences for the music that you're writing? Oh, uh, some of it is to be fitting of the theme of the song, like of the content of the song. So I try and write music that captures the theme or feeling of the lyrics, which is... Because we'll, like, uh, especially with what we have so far, a lot of the time it was TJ and I sitting down and saying, oh, what would be really cool? Well, what if we wrote a song about a lich? And we, but instead of it's like, we got to kill the lich, it's like, this is how he became a lich. And the story of his successful rise to power to lichdom right and it it's and it comes i mean it's still like it's not from the lich's perspective we have other songs that are from the perspective of the monster often we choose to write from the perspective of the monster in the song because there's too many songs about humans being triumphant and victorious and humans are great la 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 look well, at, we're not that great look at us fucking up our planet right now yeah so man of war was a band Man of War was a band, and their yeah. whole band was about writing how awesome muscles and men with muscles yeah. are. Uh, and, I mean, I don't have muscles, and I'm not super into a lot of what mankind makes, which is mostly violence and... Uh, mm. Hey, yeah, and air fresheners. Great. So, um, I'd rather talk about how great Balrogs are at killing elves, or how good goblins are at... Uh, just generally fucking stuff up or you know that kind of shit goblins are so, good at fucking stuff up shout out to the goblins yeah for, fuck yeah for fucking stuff up a lot of the influence i guess would be lord of the rings and dungeons and dragons and video games and stuff i try not to take too much influence from other bands because i end up just writing too similarly to them uh, I'm the same way. I try not to listen to any of the bands for the music that I make. Yeah. Like, I, you, you know me. I listen to fucking super fast, hardcore punk all the time. Like, that's my shit. Every now and again, I'll maybe throw in a metal song. But I make metal. Yeah. So I don't want to necessarily be influenced by the, the same profile of bands that I'm in competition with. Totally. Not necessarily competition, though, because I love every band that I've ever played with. Yeah. I don't necessarily hate any band. I don't necessarily hate anyone. I dislike certain individuals in certain areas, yeah. but not beyond the point of I'm not going to have more than one beer with them. Yeah. You know, I'll still have a conversation with them, shoot the shit, talk about the past days, but... They're not the people I'm inviting over. That's about as broad as my dislike goes. Yeah. You know? Totally. If you're at a house and he's there... I'm only going to go over and say hello. I'm not going to invite him out to smoke one. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much much how it goes. Yeah, totally. And it's good to have that, like, freedom in your 
in your mind when you're trying to be creative and artistic and having like having too much influence like if you if you listen to deathcore and nothing but deathcore and then you go and you try and make your super brutal death metal album it's going to sound like might just be like cool so like <laughs> i just wish i was mitch lucker only not dead it's going to sound like the last album you listened to yeah and, plain and simple i mean i listened to like probably too much skeleton witch and shit like that so when i'm Thinking of riffage, I'm like, well, what would I? You listen to lots of avant-garde jazz. I also listen too. to a lot of the fucking jazz. Yeah, we've uh, had a couple of those days. Yeah, and that's true too. And well, and like, if you're listening to Guthrie Govin, you're like, cool. He just played every fucking note, so there's no influence to draw because he played and all he, of them. And he played it like funnily, yeah, <laughs> groovily. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I try and make my influences thematic. Uh, to drive the art, and then con- and then you know it's it's all a ritual. I conjure it out of myself yeah, by thinking abstract and thinking, what feeling does this make? Oh, it's got to be ominous and fear provoking, and like when that chorus hits, you're just gonna be like, oh my god, it's fucking over. Yeah, and, yeah. There's, and, I think all metalheads, all metal bands are like that. They always look for that money shot in the song. Every song's got a money shot. And I'm I'm one who's really bad for that. But like I listened to, to punk rock and really fast fucking punk rock, or I'll listen to like '90s New Jack Swing, or I'll listen to like fucking New York fucking rap, New York '90s rap. You know, for some reason mm-hmm. I'm really rooted in the years that I grew up in when it comes to music, and it's all it's East Coast, it. East Coast hardcore, East Coast rap, but metal. I don't tend to listen to metal when I'm in the workings of an album with the band. When the band is writing songs, I tend to stay away from metal because huh. it's just, I, I don't know. Unless it's one of my friend's bands sending me music to listen to, I'll always check that out. You know, I'll always give it that one listen. I'm not afraid to tell my, band, my friends that I don't like their music. Yeah. I try to stay away from it because... <laughs> because it's not very encouraging, yeah. but a lot of my friends make really fucking damn good music, so I don't have to worry about it. And the ones that don't make very good music, they're probably like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> you're right. I could, I could have done that better. But then we also have to factor in the music I listen to and think is good is not probably not very good in most people's ears. Yeah, a lot of people don't like fast punk rock. You though. know... I tried um, to do that shit for 10 years. One one minute and 46 seconds of Jerry's kids could probably blow the top off of any garbage can outside your fucking house, but you're not going to... And that's only a minute and 46 seconds, and a lot of people aren't going to venture down that alleyway, even though it's short. Yeah. So maybe my dry-ass fucking judgmental opinion isn't the best one to go by. You know what I mean? Well, it's your only opinion to go by. I love... And it's working for you. I so. love all my friends. I love all the music they create. But, you know, sometimes I just don't want to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, I almost never want to listen to my own music. Right? Almost that And never. that's the catch-22. You got to listen to that and record it. 
You listen to it over and over and over and you listen to the ways it changes and you listen to the ways it grows and people are like, oh man, it must be great. Like, it's like watching a child. It's like, no, no. No, I just watch myself fuck up a hundred million different ways. Yeah, it's like waking up drunk. It's like waking up drunk to the DVD menu playing over and over and over again and the fucking songs permeated your dreams and all you have from it is a bad taste in your mouth and a headache.
And then you finally breathe out. Ah, let's just fucking get it out. <laughs> On to the, and then you play the shows. You, re, you release the EP or the full length or whatever it is. You play the shows. You do the circuit again. You release the fucking the merch, the artwork, everything that goes with it. And then for some fucking reason, when it's all done, you take a breath and you're like, all right. And then you get a fucking phone call. From one of the other guys in your band, I got a new riff. And it all fucking starts over again, man. Yep. And it, you don't... Oh, I don't even know where the last 10 years went. Like, holy shit. I started with Darcy in World Class when I was 17. I turned 29 in November. Yeah, sounds right. Oh. I started jamming with the Reckless Heroes when I was... I think I just turned 18. And we were like, cool, we're all old enough to play bars. Let's uh, get good enough to play bars. And then we skipped that step and we started playing bars. And uh, fucking first show I think we ever played was at the Stetson down on 99. Yeah, we've played some solid shows at the Stetson. I think that was our first show. I think I remember half of one of them. Uh, <laughs> Calgary Beer Corps. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Um, yeah, and then I played fast punk rock for ten years, and it's just like with with I didn't even fucking felt like I blinked. Dressed quite dapperly, I might add. Yeah. So you were talking about costumes in a band that's touring. Yeah. Try buddy. wearing the same fucking crusty black dress shirt. And tie that's so stiff from beers you've spilled on it that it's just like it might as well be cardboard. Well, you should have brought an iron on to her. No, because cardboard's <laughs> flammable. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, well, you, we took the we got in this habit of like taking the shirts off as soon as we could and letting them air out somewhere that wasn't the van and having another T-shirt to wear, hopefully, unless you're Nolan. And then shout out to Nolan. The shirt. Um, he looks good without a shirt, so you know. Hey, nobody, nobody ever got that upset, but uh, he, I mean he. Took his shirt off halfway through every set, anyways. So go Nolan, go. Um, but yeah, that shit sucks. Signature man. move, right? Having the fucking <laughs> put on the same shirt every day, and you're like, oh, this smells like yesterday. God damn it, Edmonton never gets out of your clothes. Oh, um, Edmonton. And I'll be yeah, making a trip to Edmonton here very was, soon was for some podcasts. I know it. Yeah, I, I should go visit TJ, but Edmonton. Uh, I'm really lazy. Fucking Edmonton. Oh, we had a time slip. from. Ed- we were driving back from Edmonton under the influence of multiple substances. Oh, that's really bad. It was a snowstorm. Okay, so we were going 60, 70. We left the truck stop just outside of Edmonton. And it took us an hour and a half to get to Olds. 
That's not fucking possible going 60 kilometers an hour. The math doesn't work out. No, not at all. But I, I don't know. Maybe it was... I, I don't know, man. Aliens, right? Aliens. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. That's what it was. Time slip. Ancient aliens. Continue. Yeah. Uh, touring in the Reckless Heroes was awesome, but it just made the time fly. Like, we did four EPs and four albums. I think one of the EPs was a split with Western Death. That was dope. Oh! Uh, Western Death! And Those are my guys. I actually have here. I actually have some stickers. Nice. I actually have some Western Death stickers for you guys. That's tight. There you go. Oh, one of those. One yet. of those is as an electric uh, highway oh, yeah. sticker. Um, I did yeah. a podcast with CC before the uh, before COVID hit, and we couldn't release it because COVID hit. So you know that old chestnut. Yeah. And now I had a podcast with Hyperia. Yeah. Couldn't release it because COVID hit. And then now Hyperia is moving away. Yeah. Uh, they're all, yeah. they're relocating the band. band. Relocating the band to Vancouver from Trash Talk to Hyperia. We wish you the best and safe travels. And I think they're actually already gone now. Uh, I don't know. Well, either way, I love those guys. We have we have a good clean history together. We, pl we played some pr a pretty cool show with them in Lethbridge right before, right? I think it was right at the beginning of this bullshit year, uh, January or February. Juan Wario. But yeah, we played a really cool bar called Average Joe's in Lethbridge with Hyperia, and that was sweet. Snooch. Shared a green room, had some beers. The last show I played in Lethbridge was Lethbridge Death Fest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We headlined it. Nice. Co-headlined -he co with Stab Twist Pole. Oh, fuck yeah. It was... Lethbridge is always nutty. We played Lethbridge with the Goalers before, too. Ooh, the Goalers man. are fun. That's some, that's some crispy good shit. They got some real solid speed thrash going on, man. Yeah. I love those guys. They're fun. Google the Goalers and find out where they got that name from because it's a really good story. Mm -hmm. It's almost the basis of The Hills Have Eyes, I would imagine. <gasps> I think it is. I think the story of the Goalers is a little bit used a little bit for the, the movie The Hills Have Eyes. Some crazy stuff. Yeah, man. Some crazy stuff. They should get some royalties for that shit. No, they're like they they're like care. old street punk thrasher speed metal guys. They're not getting royalties for fuck all. No. But Walter has a degree in classical music. Oh. Yeah, he uh, he is an older gentleman, and he is a fucking great guy. And he was last I heard, this was over two years ago. He was sleeping on the floor of his jam space so that he could keep going to school for his degree, and he got it. Fuck yeah. Education, people. Education. Get a fucking steady job. And if you're going to get an education, go and get the education and follow through with it. Stick to your shit and commit. Don't just keep going through the motions, going through the motions. Oh, I didn't like this. I'm going to do this. I didn't like this. I'm going to do this. Pick something and stick with it. 
Don't drop out of school just because it's fucking cool and you smoke a lot of fucking weed and you, you don't want to be at school. Don't quit your job just because there's somebody there that you're taking shit from and you don't want to be around them. If you want to be in a band and you want to make this music shit work, you gotta work. You gotta work for it. Fuck yeah, you do. You gotta be reliable. You gotta be able to contribute the same way everybody else contributes. Mm -hmm. You can't just decide, and I used to, I was bad for this. You can't just decide that you're not gonna go to jam for weeks and weeks on end because you don't want to. You know, I'm surprised I didn't get kicked out of my band as many times as I should have. But hey, that's in the fucking past. Kevin, how many bands have you been in? None. <laughs> yeah, but damn, you're good on a skateboard. <laughs> I can't kickflip, but I can yell really loud. Huh? Okay. He's pretty alright at guitar. Like he's he's got some chords down, he's getting there with his fingering speed. Like he does his exercises, I hear him all the time. Practice is he's all that's gonna there. do it, man. That's it though. You getting on it and playing it. There's no secret to learning how to do music. Learning how to play instruments, learning how to cook food. There's no secret fucking formula to any. Learning how to be Devin Townsend. I've got a formula yeah. for it. It's really. You I, got a I've got an analogy for, for it. For being Devin that? Townsend? Oh no, I fucking. <laughs> you think if I had a formula for that, I could. I, I still couldn't pull it off. That guy, he's, <laughs> he's gone, okay? Bro, you got a lot of. You could pull the skullet off really well. Late 90s strapping. Just gotta, just gotta start ripping it out. Just gotta flex that fucking hairline back a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, no, I have an, an analogy though for it uh, that Kev really liked for getting any skill, and it's going back to my roots, cooking. But the first time you ever use a knife, somebody's probably watching you horrified. Uh, and you're just trying not to fucking slice yourself up, right? You're just like, okay, well, I'm holding it wrong, uh, but you're holding it, and you're just trying, your hand's like over here, and you're trying to cut a vegetable over here, uh, so you don't know shit about shit, but you know what you did is you cut the vegetable, and that's, you know what, you succeeded. So the next time you use the knife, you're like, okay, well, this hand can get a little bit, a bit closer, and then you fucking stab yourself. Uh, <laughs> because you're still not holding. Because you're the knife still right. not holding the knife right. You don't know what you're fucking doing, but you did it once, so you thought you knew, and then you're wrong. So whatever, you put a bandaid on it. You're like, I still need to eat today. So I'm gonna eat the bloody so cucumber. Yeah, and then uh, the next time you go to cook, oh well, actually, if I hold it over here, it feels a little bit okay. That's all right. And then you you work through. You do it a thousand times before you're like, yeah, I can do that. And then I'm you very good with a knife, that's huge, why he gave huge, me this huge. analogy. Kev has some of the best fucking knife skills I've ever seen in 15 years of restaurants. It's yeah, well, stupid how good he is with the knife. So he's done the, the process of going from not knowing what the fuck he's doing to working up. Do you think he would be just as good with a knife in, let's say... A back alley at three in the morning, as he would in a kitchen during dinner rush. Huh? Well, you usually don't stab your vegetables. <laughs> so no, Kevin. no, but you slice them real good. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, "Wow, I have like a hundred cuts on my arm." You're dead. Idiot. So what we're what what this what we're getting at here is. 
Most criminals carry guns and it's a very scary place out there. Don't try to just to not venture in alleys at three in the morning, even if you are a chef carrying a knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chances are you don't want to have your knives on you because those are worth too much money and uh chances are if you're a chef these days you can't afford your own knives that's true or your restaurant closed three months ago and you're <laughs> fucked but yeah the moral of the story was pretty much play guitar if you fail doesn't just keep playing just, just keep, keep playing, playing forever just, until you and don't suck and don't work in kitchens and don't work in kitchens so what do you got coming up uh, Chris, what's going on with Balrogath? What's coming the fuck up with uh, Balrogath? Fucking lot of practice. Uh, practice. Like I was saying earlier, we've got our our click tracks and our scratch tracks going, and we're practicing our little fingers off. And I'm still learning how to use a microphone in a way that's not offensive, uh, not language, just tone. Uh, Bro, struggle. Uh, yeah, you can't be uh, in the middle. We're, we're a completely PG band, lyrically. We don't have any curses, any Whoa, didn't you just language. talk about witchcraft and ritualistic and you don't have curses? No, we have no... Well, hexes. Okay. Hexes. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's different, right? Incantation versus <laughs> foul language. There's nothing about chickens anywhere. Just wanted to straighten uh, that out. Just, yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, so, yeah, we're PG lyrically. Uh, but then, yeah, some of the content, most of the content matter is about things dying, uh, in pretty fucking fantastic ways, like being impaled by an entire mountain range, mm. or, uh, being impaled by a horned helmet and then drowned. A or, horned helmet made of mountains. That would be a big elf. Mm. That'd be a very big elf. Fuck uh, yeah, <laughs> So we're, yeah, we're practicing a whole shitload, um... Getting ready for an event coming up in late September. Uh, our buddies in Spit of the Sin are super fucking dope and invited us to do a live streaming show with them on the yeah on the 26th of September. It's a Saturday. I don't know what time it starts yet. It's probably there's a event I can have linked in this. I don't have Facebook, uh, well, but lame, the right. Trash Talk podcast still does have Facebook. There. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure it gets there. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're getting ready to do our first live streaming show. Uh, there's a third band on the bill. It's uh, one of my other favorite local bands, uh, Fiel Thingor. Yes. I believe they were the... Calgary finalists for the Vakken medal battle this year. Or not this year, last 20, year. 2019, I think uh, it was. And yeah, there was there was never going to be a Canadian finalist this year. Canada opted out of the Vakken medal battle this year. Yeah. And look what fucking happened. Never again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fun times. Uh, so yeah, we're getting ready for that. That's super exciting. Uh, playing a show this year is better than playing... Well, we already played that show with Hyperia. Um earlier in the year but uh and maybe one other i don't know i have a shit memory uh, i remember guitar riffs not days 
guitar riffs. Uh, and not even lyrics. I'm really bad at that. So that's what I'm going to be doing is relearning all of the lyrics that I forgot because I'm a bad person. And the secret is enough. to make it up as you go every time you do no, it. No, because I sing. People can understand me. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not all Cookie Maybe Monster Maybe that's just all the time. my secret fucking trick. Uh, the Cookie Monster is a good trick. You're right. Uh, I think Metalocalypse said it best. When uh, Nathan, exp- they're, they're, I think it's the comment episode, and they're asking uh, Nathan if he can fit the word uh, destiny into the song. And he goes around. He's like, "Hey guys, do we have a do we have any songs with destiny in the name?" Wait, never mind. Nobody can understand what I'm saying. Anyways, I'll just sneak it in there somewhere. Yeah, and then, pretty much. And then nobody cares. And I don't think he do- does sneak it in in that song. But <sighs> the words that I've sneaked in, oh, man. There's been lots of words. Lots of sneaky words getting sneaked into sneaky places. Sneakily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smoke and mirrors. And buddy. then on top of that show that I'm really fucking excited for, we are still hard at work getting ready to re-record our Arcane Sacrifice debut full-length album. We, we got kind of close, but we tried to... We ended up with an EP last time we recorded all of it because we did it ourselves and didn't spend much money. We spent a lot of time on it, but it turns out with all of us having jobs, we don't have enough time or resources to really do a full studio production value album. So we we did get some really awesome songs uh, recorded uh, to a quality we liked, and then we put those on Bandcamp under the Nameless Terror EP, uh, which we just got shirts for. uh, And there's going to be some super special secret prizes uh, for that show. So tune in and uh, you might be able to get some one-of-a-kind Balragath merch. I'm just not going to say much more about that because I don't know if I'm supposed to. If the Uh, Terror is nameless, wouldn't it just be the Nameless? Because if it's a terror, isn't that a name? Uh, could be. Yeah, uh, Technically, it's a Balrog. What if the nameless terror is Steven? What if his name is Steven? With a PH, though. Don't call him Does Stefan. That's probably, why he's, that's probably why he's angry. Because no, so many he's, people... He's actually... Well, like, how much do you want me to get into the lore about the nameless terror? Because, like, it's a... I know more Lord of the Rings lore than I ever intended to. On that, but uh, effectively, uh, it's the most famous Balrog, I would say, in cinematography history, because it's the one everyone's seen. That, oh, that song is about. Okay. But does he have a name? No, it's a Balrog, but you, he's never addressed. He's well, never well, given just, a name. For context's and... sake, we'll just call him Stephen. Sure. Yeah. So uh, uh, the I'm pretty the sure wood elves Gandalf. where Ishmael. No, a, no, he says it's a Balrog. Call me Ishmael. Um, <laughs> anyways, that the the nameless terror comes from the wood elves um, knowing that some shit's in the mines there, but they don't know what it is, so, so they they're afraid of something it. that they can't name. It's the UFO of being right? in a mine in Lord of the Rings. Kind of, yeah. So they're <laughs> yeah they're afraid of something that doesn't have a name because they don't know what they're afraid of. So nameless terror. Okay, the, that makes sense. So, Fair enough. Um, but yeah, big surprise. It's a big fiery Balrog. 
how would a band called Belrogath come up with that? Well, I would uh, imagine. Lots of research. Lots I would research. imagine it's you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, what games have you been playing lately, Chris? I know that you've been. I've seen you on here playing some Rocket League. I played a lot of Rocket League with my boy Kev. We're uh, really good at it. Kev Scon. Kev Scon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're not really good at it, but we have a lot of fun at it and we're okay at it. Like I think, uh, for a while I was ranked silver two, uh, division, like one. I like, played Rocket League and sucked at it. But, uh, I probably average more like a bronze three. My I, hands got really great. sweaty. I got it's really frustrated. Uh, other than that, I've been playing, uh... Minecraft with Kev, and a game called For the King, which is basically D&D &D with Kev, you guessed it, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, fuck, I, we're roommates, okay, yeah. just, just saying, just yeah, saying. we play a lot of, uh, Kev, 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 I've been playing, like, Magic the Gathering a lot more lately, and, um, I tried to get into Dark Souls, but I, I'm not good enough at video games to play the game. Magic the Gathering. I've got some dual decks, and I've been trying to get into it, but I got this thing called not called not caring because I smoke too much weed. Yeah. So, I like, video games are pretty dope. I play some video games, but if I die too much, I'm going to go back to the one sport that I'm the best at, and that's... Fucking smoking weed. You're the type of like magic get the gathering type of guy that's just like, oh, cool card. I'll just play that. No, I'm the kind of type of guy. <laughs> no, I'm the type of guy who sits there and who's like trying to read the cards and then remember what he just read on the fucking cards and what like fuck. Okay, this card. Fuck, what's that card? Card again? And then it's like, does this card work? God damn it! I shouldn't have had that fucking dab before we started playing. <laughs> yeah. I find that's something that's very... It's its a really, really cognitive game, and if you slow yourself down too much, it can really hamper the whole, the whole experience. My boys, I got some buddies that get just fucking gunned and play that game, though, man. I can do it drinking. I can't get too stoned. I stop being able to... Well, stay awake, because I'm an old person, and I fall asleep at 9 o'clock. But sleep is great, man. Yeah. Oh... That's the key to that's the key to health and longevity is sleep, Get and water, sleep. And water, drink lots of water, water and vegetables, man. Yeah, yeah, no, vegetables are good. Brushing your teeth is a good one too. A good, a good dental hygiene. Brush I, your teeth out there, floss it too. I only have a couple of teeth, but the teeth that I have left, they get a brushing, buddy. It's good. <laughs> it's good. You gotta take care of them. Take note, Nate only has six or seven teeth. Yeah, it's true. I'm still actually, very smiley, though. I was actually looking at a denturist. So looking oh. at going to a denturist. Oh. But now that I'm in between occupations, I've stopped <laughs> looking at a denturist. Yeah. Started directing my attentions elsewhere, like yeah. finding a new occupation. That's a good but, use of energy. But... And I've also been looking for my guitar player. I can't find Darcy. I haven't been able to... I've, like, he messaged me back a couple weeks ago. But he didn't seem very happy. And, like, he wanted to talk. 
And Boyko lives Boyko lives with him. And he's right. like, yeah, Darcy's back to work. So I understand that. But he usually messages me. So I, I know he's not dead. Right. But I would like to know his current mental state. Yeah, that would be good to know. Yeah. Seeing as how he is the other half of my fucking creative force. Yeah. What? It's it's him and Boyko, and then you're just the face, it's, right? Yeah. I'm just the, I'm just the <laughs> mouth, and I'm not even a good mouth. Go, you know, going back to the whole missing teeth thing. But good <sighs> mouth for what? Chewing? No. No. Numbers? Yeah. Talking? Yeah. Yes. It's, it gives you extra extra wind. Yeah, actually, funny story, when I pulled my last front tooth out by myself with a pair of fucking pliers, I'm not going to pay 250 bucks to get a tooth pulled that's already out. Like, it was hanging there anyway. Yeah. It, I was actually able to get my lows lower because that tooth being in my mouth was always sensitive. So I wasn't able to really tighten up my mouth the way I should for certain vocal forms. And yeah, wind tunnel, man. I was able to get some low, low, low lows. And now I got some fucking continuously low, low lows. Nice. Which I threw on the latest Yumi Yokai album that's coming out soon. Ooh. Shout out to Yumi Yokai. I was recording a podcast with them and my recorder died halfway through. So they're going to come down and record the other half of that podcast soon. Hopefully soon. Fuck yeah. They're great. They're just a great crew. They really are. Red Deer... I'll, I said it once and I'll say it again. Red Deer's fucking gnarly. Yeah. Red Deer is gnarly, man. I got some buddies in Red Deer. Place. Shout out to Yumi Yokai. Shout out to Pride Lands. Shout out to Smelly It. Shout out to Safety Gear. Shout out to uh, Self Help Books. Yes, I remembered. I feel like I'm... Shout out to Dusty Tucker. Oh, yeah. Dusty Tucker's dope. Shout out to... I feel like I'm missing something. Shout out to Wives Tale. Shout out to Justin Shadows, even though he's not really active anymore. I love that guy. Hopefully, I can get him on the podcast here soon. That'd be cool. Yeah. He knows a lot about music. Me and him got some stories, man. I bet. Justin Shadows... Oh man, Justin Shadows. He's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. We had some fun times together. He's the one who gave me my nickname, Trash. Yeah. He's the one who was the first person to start calling me that. Kev. Nice. Yeah. What was the hardest part about moving to Alberta from Quebec? Uh. The fact that I broke my shoulder three months of my last three months of trying to save money to move here mm. and couldn't work anymore because I broke my shoulder skateboarding drunk. Don't do that, kid. Skateboarding drunk. Skateboarding well, fuck it. I'm drunk. not going to tell you not to do it. I know you're going to do it anyway. Skateboarding so go hard, drunk. I guess. Skateboarding like, drunk. But yeah, <laughs> skateboarding like drunk. And yeah. Um, I had, to, I had I had some good friends that helped me going through it and like gave me some money. So I had a lot of debt moving here, not going to lie. I had a lot of people to pay back. Uh, but everybody's paid back, everybody's happy and 
Yeah, but that was a very hard part, trying to Fuck make yeah. money in a new city that you've never been before and you owe a shitload of money at the same time. So it's like trying to survive as much as paying your debt as small amount and small amount, but trying to pay them off all at the same t uh, at one point and yeah. Fuck but, man. Oh yeah. Not speaking English very much is another hard thing. You still don't speak English very much. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, fuck it. No, Kev, you're beautiful and I love you, buddy. I love you too, buddy. Oh, man. Now, what else do we got here? We Just talked about games. We talked about games. You didn't ask Kev about his games. Kev, yeah, we only asked Kev about his D and D character. Kev, yes. What games have you been playing lately, good buddy? Uh, I play uh, ESO uh, or oh yeah, Elder, Elder Scrolls, Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online. I got that. Um, I got that. Uh, since I got a new Xbox, uh, Chris went to buy me an Xbox on uh, Monday, so I've been having an Xbox. Because what a great quick, guy. funny story, funny story. Uh, big, <laughs> beginning of COVID, uh, drunk me again, uh, spilled a beer on my Xbox while playing Fallout 76. A full fucking beer. A full beer. Just, just why, man? Like, I've, I'm, I'm sure I've been more fucked up than you, Kevin. I still don't get none of that oh, yeah, shit. You, in should, my Xbox. you should explain why your beer was on your. There was too many other beers on the counter, so I put so the you beer just had on the Xbox. So instead of just cleaning it all up, you're just like, you know what? Last one, last one, I swear, nothing will happen. None of the beers around it have spilled. Why would the beer on top of it spill? Because it's on top of it. <laughs> because there's universal laws that govern the way we live, Kevin. Um, and one of those is Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah. What can go wrong? What can spill on thine Xbox will spill if on thine Xbox. I think that's the exact yeah. way that it's written. Definitely. <laughs> and also, I play a lot of Apex Legends. Yeah, I downloaded it again because fucking Hyperscape was pissing me off. Apex is what you need. Apex is the, yeah, it's the pretty text, cool. Man. I, I like to I like to get fucking stoned as shit, play Apex Legends, and listen to raging fucking Russian hardstyle. Do you want to do some duo tonight? Yeah, I think we can do that, buddy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Cool. Raging hardstyle though. Russian hardstyle. And then I get shot and die. Yeah. But the Russian hardstyle is still it keeps dope. you going. Yeah, man. It keeps <laughs> me from not fucking. <laughs> I die a lot in video games, but that's not why I play the video games. There's not a lot of good, solid racing games out right now. Because I fuck shit up at racing games. Did you play, uh... Need for Speed Rivals? Underground 2. Who didn't play Need for Speed Underground 2? <laughs> uh, it's another Need for Speed game, uh, but I think it's, uh... I did play Rivals. Rivals? I played all of them. Yeah. The last Need for Speed was Need for Speed... Is it Rivals that I'm thinking of? The last one was called Need for Speed so. Payback. Payback! That's the one I'm thinking of. Where you have the three drivers. And you uh, you have like one guy that's better at rally, one guy yes. that's better at yes. drift, and one that's better at drag. That's right. That game was fucking cool. I just reinstalled that yeah, one. Yeah, Need for Speed Payback. Whoa, no, Need for Speed Heat was Heat? the latest one. Payback oh, sure. was before it. 
I actually have. I, I played Heat. I have Need for Speed Heat. If you want to borrow, it's I this think one. I have it, or have access to it. It's that one. Yeah, I, I haven't played it. This is Payback is the payback one that has is the like, rally car on it, or the three. Colors, yeah, Payback so. is the one where when you get a car, you have to pick the direction that you're going with it. Like, oh, is this car gonna be a drag car? Or is this yeah, car? Yeah. And then it's like all casino themed yeah. shit. Like you're going. You're, the villain is the house, and like all of yeah. the missions are marked with fucking casino Playing chips. And, yeah, yeah, and casino yeah, chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ripped yeah, that one to pieces one. too. Cause I'm but a fucking racing I machine. Fucking love racing games. Mm. One of my favorite racing games. Best racing game. <laughs> Forza yes. Horizon Three was really good. Forza Horizon Four was not. Yeah. I did not like that one. Forza was... I, I find simulators to be so very different. Now, Forza Horizon was like the arcade version of the, the simulator. Oh, okay. So, Forza is the Forza, Forza Motorsport. You're thinking about Gran Turismo. Forza no, Motorsport. Forza and Gran Turismo are the same. Or, Turismo, well, they're not the same, but Forza, they're both simulators. Yeah, Forza was Microsoft's answer to... Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo for, yeah. for the PlayStation. Now, yeah. Forza Motorsport took it a step further. I don't know who did it first, but Forza Motorsport took it a step further and built the Forza Racing League. Right. So, gave it an online competitive edge to fucking simulator racing. Yeah. Uh, Forza Horizon was the open world style arcade version yeah. to go with that. Oh, Quest and boards on and stuff. Now. So, it was okay, but everybody thought it was going to be in Japan. But it was in Europe, which is cool because, you know, there's huge fucking racing culture, rally culture, all sorts of driving culture in Europe. Yep. It's actually, driving is actually something that is regarded as an important function of their society. Like, you have to get two months of, of defensive driver training before you get your license. I recommend that for everyone. Exactly. The driving training was like the best fucking course I've ever taken. And you have to do that in Europe. That's, that's... That's an obligation before you get your license. Yeah. And they got the Autobahn in Europe. Yeah. And they got all the years and years of rally car history in Europe. Oh, man. Finland is such a ridiculous country for driving sports. Yeah, like, man. Uh, and um, you get that ice racing and shit, too. For soapbox so race as well. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Red Bull soapbox race. Funniest episode you can watch on YouTube Finland or on Red Bull TV. There used great. to be soapbox race. Soapbox. Soap soap there box. used to be soapbox <laughs> races in Didsbury. Nice. Yeah. They're the Kinsmen, whatever, or the Shriners. Yeah. The Shriners put on soapbox races in between their crazy secret cult Masonic rituals because they're a secret society. Google it. <laughs> soapbox races, though. Yeah. <laughs> we never got to participate because... You're not Shriners? We, well, no, it was probably more along the lines of, like, we were shitty kids. Right. <laughs> that, that's fair. We didn't have the family structure of like, hey, let's do this kind of stuff. We had the family structure of, I don't want to get into it right now. Yeah, <laughs> fair. fair. Yeah, we'll get into that on a different podcast. But uh, yeah, it's pretty did soapbox races. I love racing games. 
All the yeah. Need for Speed games I fucking ripped to pieces. Dirt was also another really good one. Dirt 5 Dirt was, was coming hard. out soon. The rally, rally games are the, so hard. The rally, right? Yeah, Dirt 5 also has... Uh, you can change your racing modes and your leagues. So, like, I tried go-karting. tried the go-karts, bro. It was not as fun as it looked. It was Boy. very difficult. And it made me not want to play the game anymore. Huh. So I stopped. Like any game, but sometimes it's that rage that just drives you. No. Pretty no. much any game I get beat in, I don't like. <laughs> I'm kind of weak. Like well, that. for Apex, it's like, cool. My, my entire team died 11 seconds in the game. Cool. Back lobby. Start yeah, lobby. yeah like, fair or, enough. Like, that's why I downloaded it. This is like the third or fourth time I've downloaded Apex Legends on my Xbox. I don't think so, I've ever played it. It's, it's just you another... You could play 3-0s. It's just 3 up. <laughs> I, I can edit that out. <laughs> you won't, though. It's another Battle oh, Royale game. Yeah. Trios. 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 <laughs> That's, no, 3-0s. 3-0s <laughs> is that breakfast cereal you ate this yeah. morning. 3-0s. Mmm, yum. <laughs> yum, yum. Fuck yeah. I love games, man. Yeah, they can be a lot of fun. You we be- gotta get back on Path of Exile. Yeah, now that I I got a new surround sound system from my brother. It oh, was sitting tight. in his garage. Uh, but I don't have a remote for it. So right. I gotta order a new remote off Amazon. Get a universal remote from like... I don't trust sale. it. Oh. I don't trust them. I don't trust it to pay for the remote and not have it work. When I can order, when I can like Google the model number... And get one. And get a replacement remote. Because yeah. uh, LG actually has listed replacement remotes for the, their That's models. That's sick. Yeah, so I Googled it, and yeah, on Should Amazon. Do for a sound bar. Yeah. Fuck. There you go, buddy. It's always best to use, utilize the tools you have to gain the knowledge. But I have a universal remote, so I could just not be a lazy piece of shit also. Chris, oh, table, so legs. table legs. Table legs. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, those still aren't there. I know, I know. We fucking cleaned our garage and I still didn't. We did the dump runs and everything. And then I just didn't put them in my van because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, okay. So me, Chris, and Kevin used to work together. And he wrote on the whiteboard at work, Chris, remind Chris table legs. And I reminded him every day. Yep. Without fucking fail. Every Usually time I look, at a useless fucking time. Like at very, in the morning. I, oh, yeah. At the Chris, mo- table legs. Thanks. At the most <laughs> totally unusable times. Um, I, I texted him once. so that it, But I, I just never caught on to the fact that reminding him in the morning was not going to help. But I did. I reminded him every morning. Sure did. <laughs> it's like, we're already at work. It does not work. You, he... Chris didn't give me, he, I kept reminding him in the morning because he never told me like, hey, that doesn't help me because I need to be reminded at the end of the day. I need to be reminded when I'm fucking at home. You would get reminded when I am reminded by the board, Chris. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's clearly not setting in with me because it's still And then the I got board. fired for it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um... Cultivator.ca, if you want fresh farmers 
market products because it's hard to go to a farmer's market these days. Um, cultivator.ca might have what you want. There's, it's spelled differently though. C-U-L-T-I-V-A-T-R. Capital R. Well, what? That doesn't matter. No, no, there, it doesn't right? matter on the URL. It doesn't oh, matter. Right, right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Dot C-A. I've, I've typed it in a couple that of times. That matters. I'll, yes. I'm going to, when I go through this and edit it, I'm going to have, uh, hopefully have a pen and piece of paper beside me so I can write down all these callbacks and links and shit. Yeah. Chop out all these little parts that I don't, like this section here. <laughs> just magically. Like this is entertainment gold, like. It just magically disappears. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> like that whole little section where I was just fiddling on Google for Billy Talent. Achoo. Yeah. <laughs> In the final cut. Yeah, it's a. What's your favorite food to eat, Kev? I said it, man. A lasagna. No, but that was. Was that your favorite food to prepare? To eat. No, I... shepherd's pie is what I fucking oh, okay. love to cook. See? For like other people. And it'll disappear. <laughs> I said it. And it'll disappear. Oh my god. What's your favorite food, Nate? And what do you like cooking oh, for man. people? Ah, oh, pass. <laughs> yeah, I no, like, I, pa I like pasta too. I have. I, like pasta I have too. a six-year-old. I have a six-year-old daughter, and my girlfriend doesn't like spicy food, so I haven't cooked it in a while. But I like to cook pulled pork, and I like to do it with tenderloins, with pork tenderloins, because they shred nicely, and there's not lots of. I get shit on for it a lot because people are like, "No, man." You gotta cook a Boston butt. It's gotta be a pork shoulder. If you're not using pork shoulder, you're not cooking pulled pork. Because the pull the pork part of it is when you pull the bone out. And it's like, where the fuck are you getting this shit, man? Uh, that's... Pretty, I don't care if that's the accurate. truth. I don't give a fuck if I've seen that on every fucking cooking show I've watched with but professional like chefs. Like a nice fat cat that just smell when you slow cook it or braise oh, yeah. it and everything. The shoulder like is the way to go. That's why yeah, I have the fucking shoulders. I, you know what? I got a new smoker. I got an an old new smoker that I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> do it. I'm gonna smoke a butt for fucking eight hours. Yeah, 10 smoke hours. a butt. <laughs> I'm gonna smash that fucker up with a fucking hammer. Wham wham wham. You know. My hammer, I mean my fist. I'm just gonna punch it. I'm gonna yeah. punch it. If you cook it long enough, that'll be enough. I know, man. I've seen them. I've seen them. I'm gonna punch it, and then you, I'm gonna invite you guys over to fucking try it. I also like Darcy. Darcy makes a mean broccoli salad. Nice. Like, with like a pound of broccoli and a box of raisins and, and like a brick of cheese and then mayonnaise and lemon juice and, and sometimes he does like Greek yogurt and dill Ooh, and it's like yeah. man I love dill yeah. I love dill I I don't know I'm not really a food guy I like to watch cooking shows and then I like to, I got a new non-stick pan been Ooh. frying lots of potatoes in it just cause it feels good yeah. to fry potatoes properly in a non-stick pan and get the nice crispy edges yeah. Yeah. Crispy edges, man. Crispy potatoes, man. Fuck yeah. Right? And shout out to Cultivator again, because the potatoes from Cultivator are fucking deadly. I think, yeah, there's... Did you guys get new kinds now? now? Yeah, because you guys... 
There was there was Columbus was the regular ones. Yeah. And then then we got the Norlands and the Yukon Golds, and then we got and the no. Fingerlings. Yeah, but two kinds of Fingerlings. We got another oh. kind of Fingerlings. Oh, today. white ones. Yeah, uh, we got yellow. yellow and red. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Potato. Yeah, that's what Dan said was going to happen. Was we're going to be lots potatoes. of potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes. It's, it's it's the root vegetable season right now. Yeah, man. And hey. That's the thing when you go with with farmers markets is you go with the seasons, man. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah! It's it's uh, potatoes are delicious. Yeah. Like it's potatoes. it's the bean season too right now. Beans and peas. Dragon tongues, man. Dra- dragon tongues, new fucking dope ass bean that gonna, we just got. I'm gonna in, get some uh, of them and I'm gonna pickle them. Ago. I'm gonna pickle them beyonches. You should pickle some garlic scapes. I already have some in the fridge. Nice. In a jar, an old pickle jar. I was like, this jar has two pickles left in it. I'm just going to fill it up with garlic scapes. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and they're chilling. <laughs> they are chilling. They've been in there for about four days now, five days. Sick. Just go in there and give them a good shake, flip them around a little bit, let them sit. Threw a bunch more dill in there. They're crunchy. Yeah, they'll be crunchy for a while. They are crunchy. I love garlic scapes, man. Those were the funnest new things when I started working there. What are these wiggly little things? <laughs> Hell yeah. I was like, should I eat this flour? Hmm. You can. I did garlic. Though. I didn't, though. I'm not, a, I'm not that kind of guy. I preserve flowers. I got a six-year-old daughter. Oh, yeah. She just saw me eating a flower. Came over. Woo! She might have got really upset about that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up. This has been another episode of Trash Talk with uh, my good buddy Kev. Kev, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Shout thanks out. For, th- thanks for listening. Shout out to uh, my mom and my dad. I'll try to post the link. There Maybe go, if man. they can why listen to it when it's going to be posted. Maybe one day we'll have video for people to watch. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I don't know. Maybe when I get less lazy about all this stuff. <laughs> one, one day. One day. Chris, say goodbye to everybody, Chris. Adios, everybody. Shout out to Shadow of Death, Eddie Fuckbones, All of Medicine Hat, uh, my band, Balragath. Check it out. Uh, shout out to Spit of the Sin for inviting us to play that awesome show, September 26th. Live on the internet. You can find it anywhere where there's internet. And, uh, yeah, mom and dad, good job. I'm still alive. Yay! Uh, shout outs to Two Hoot Smoke Shop in Airdrie. Go to them if you're in Airdrie for all your delicious smoke shop needs. Um, shout out to the Calgary Beer Corps. Shout out to Dickens. Shout out to Vern's. Shout out to The Blind Beggar. Shout out to New Level Brewing. Shout out to Cultivator.ca. Shout out to the Red Deer Crew. Shout out to the Edmonton Crew. Shout out to the Calgary Crew. Shout out to all the crews across fucking Canada. Shout out to the crews below, south of the border. It's crazy shit down there right now, but we still love you up here. This has been another episode of Trash Talk. Cheers, guys.
Carson. Fuck yeah. <laughs>